Hi, my name is Molly and I love all things ghoulish, macabre, spooky and paranormal. If you do too, then you'll love to tune in and listen to me bringing you haunted tales from every county in the United Kingdom and eventually beyond. Each week, I pick a county randomly from my ghost haunted box and bring to you a ghostly tale from that particular county. This week, we have been transported to the quintessential county of Leicestershire. So sit or lie back and let's get ghoulish. The population of Leicestershire is at around one million people. The last Plantagenet King of England, King Richard III, was killed in the Battle of Bosworth in Leicestershire in 1485. His remains were discovered in 2012 beneath a car park in Leicester, leading to the identification of his burial site. Leicestershire is renowned for its association with fox hunting, dating back several centuries. The sport has deep historical roots in the county and continues to be a part of its cultural heritage. The world-famous Stilton cheese originates from the village of Stilton in Leicestershire. It is one of the UK's most celebrated blue cheeses, known for its rich, creamy texture and distinctive flavour. Located near Grantham on the Leicestershire-Lincolnshire border, Belvoir Castle is a striking stately home and one of the most majestic castles in England. It has been the ancestral seat of the Duke of Rutland for over 500 years. The first ever British satellite, Aerial One, was built in Leicestershire. It was launched in 1962 and played a crucial role in advancing space research. Leicester hosts one of the oldest markets in the UK with a history spanning over 700 years. It continues to thrive as a vibrant hub for shopping and socialising. The county has strong sporting traditions, particularly in football and cricket. Leicester City Football Club won the English Premier League title in the 2015-2016 season, defying all odds. The Grace Road Cricket Ground in Leicester is also notable for hosting international matches. Situated in Leicester, the National Space Centre is the UK's largest visitor attraction, dedicated to space science and astronomy. It offers interactive exhibits and educational programmes for space enthusiasts of all ages. The Leicester Cathedral is a significant religious site in the county. 
apart from being a place of worship, it gained prominence for housing the tomb of King Richard III after his remains were discovered. Located in Charnwood Forest, Bradgate Park, is a popular destination for locals and visitors alike. It is a large historic parkland and is known for its natural beauty, wildlife and the ruins of Bradgate House, the birthplace of Lady Jane Grey, the nine-day Queen of England. Leicester City is renowned for its cultural diversity and multi-ethnic population. It has a vibrant mix of cultures, festivals and cuisines from all around the world, making it an inclusive and dynamic place to live. Leicestershire is home to the Great Central Railway, which is the only double-track mainline heritage railway in the UK. It offers visitors the chance to experience the golden age of steam travel on historic locomotives. The Bosworth Battlefield Heritage Centre is dedicated to preserving and interpreting the history of the Battle of Bosworth a pivotal event in English history. Visitors can learn about the battle and its impact on the War of the Roses. Part of Leicestershire falls within the National Forest, an ambitious environmental project aiming to create a new forested landscape in the heart of England. Foxton Locks, is a flight of 10 canal locks on the Grand Union Canal in Leicestershire. It's a popular destination for boaters, walkers and tourists, offering scenic views and a glimpse into the region's canal heritage. This week, our story takes us to Bosworth Hall. Bosworth Hall is a historic country house and Grade 2 listed building in the rural town of Market Bosworth in Leicestershire, England, now known as the Bosworth Hall Hotel. According to the Britannia Hotel's website, it gives us some more information about the history of this fascinating place. When it comes to scenic hotels, there are very few that can compare with Bosworth Hall. Set within acres of beautiful countryside in the heart of the East Midlands, the stunning building is like no other, with its beautiful decor from inside to out. Bosworth Hall's past is bursting with history and intriguing facts surrounding the hall's construction and takeovers which span the last five centuries. Bosworth Hall and Spa is situated in the rural market town of Market Bosworth, Leicestershire, which has a population of just over 2,000 residents. Market Bosworth is thought to have originate, originated as an Anglo-Saxon village dating back to the 8th century. Yet one of the most prominent moments in its earlier years 
was of course the Battle of, of Bosworth, which took place to the south of the town in 1485 as the final battle between the House of Lancaster and the House of York. Market Bosworth is evidently full of history along with Bosworth Hall, a former stately home whose history will be expanded on with this information of the construction and early years. Bosworth Hall was not initially built as a hotel, but instead served as a private home for the Dixie family, whose patriarchs held the title of baronets of Bosworth in its early years. The grounds on which the hotel stands were first purchased by Walston Dixie, Lord Mayor of London, in 1589. Bosworth Hall was not built until several years later, when the grounds had passed into the ownership of Sir Beaumont Dixie, a baronet who was the builder of the hall. The title of Baronet of Bosworth was created in later years and given to the head of the Dixie family by King Charles II in 1660. It lasted for two centuries, with the title eventually ending with the death of Sir Wollstone, the 13th, the last Dixie Baronet, in 1875. It was reported that in the late 19th century, the Dixie household lost their fortune to gambling, which led to the reselling of the estate around the late 18th century. The southern view of Bosworth Hall is home to a yew tree. In ancient times, yew trees were planted to guard cemeteries, as it was widely believed that the yew had powers to ward off evil spirits. This tree is considered to be the oldest in the estate and certainly one of the oldest in the surrounding area. Its trunk measures 4.3 metres, taken 60 centimetres above the ground, which using the guide for ageing new trees of one metre equating to 100 years of growth, suggests an approximate age of up to 430 years. This must be taken as an approximate, as the trunk is not uniformly circular. This then poses an interesting question, as the southern wing of Bosworth Hall was rebuilt in 1670. Did the architect plant yew saplings in anticipation that 200 to 300 years later it would offer the view enjoyed today? Or did he make use of existing trees to frame the southern wing and lawn. In 1936, and for the following 20 years, Bosworth Hall and adjacent grounds were used as a public hospital, the infirmary. During World War II, the infirmary housed injured military personnel and went on to cater for long-term patients up until 1957, when the hospital had to shut due to being short-staffed. It wasn't until the 1980s 
that it was eventually turned into a hotel, and even then it was met with many bumps along the way. The firm originally hired to convert the hall into a hotel went bankrupt before construction could properly begin. Due to this, Bosworth Hall was faced with the issue of becoming neglected and left as a derelict property. Nevertheless, Britannia Hotels made a successful bid, turning the stately home into both an impressive and charming hotel. Thanks to Britannia, Bosworth Hall still stands today and is one of the most extravagant hotels throughout the whole hotel chain. Britannia has been vigilant in keeping the building's original features and lavish details intact, resulting in a hotel which perfectly combines a classic feel of a stately home mixed with a touch of modernism that appeals to all their guests. Our story now takes us to reveal the other historical part of Bosworth Hall, a sad and tragic tale concerning a young lady known as Anne Dixie. Anne Dixie used to live at Bosworth Hall with her not-so-friendly father, Sir Wollstone Dixie. What happened to Miss Dixie for her now to be known as the Grey Lady, who now haunts Bosworth Hall to this very day. Anne Dixie was born about 1739 and died 1758 at about the age of 19. This is a story I have put together that I have collated from all of the information that I have researched. And the tale is as follows. Once upon a time, in the stately halls of Bosworth Hall, a tragic tale of love, betrayal and despair unfolded, giving birth to the infamous spirit known as the Grey Lady. This chilling apparition is rumoured to be the restless soul of Anne Dixie, one of the daughters of the Baronet of Bosworth, Sir Wollstone Dixie. In the twilight years of the 18th century, Bosworth Hall stood as a symbol of wealth and aristocracy. A sprawling estate surrounded by lush gardens and picturesque landscapes. Young Anne Dixie, an enchanting beauty, with a heart as wild as the untamed countryside, captured the heart of the humble grounds gardener, a young man, who for the sake of this story, we shall name Thomas. Their love blossomed secretly amid the shadows of the majestic estate, with Thomas sneaking in through Anne's bedroom window so they could spend wonderful happy nights together. When Sir Wollstone found out, he sternly disapproved of such a union. He could not 
bear the thought of his daughter marrying beneath her station. And he became consumed by a sinister determination to end their forbidden romance. One fateful evening, as the moon cast its silvery glow over the gardens, Sir Wollstone devised a nefarious plan. He set a cruel man-trap, a contraption meant to catch poachers and intruders in the secluded woods where Adam Thomas would often meet. Hoping to fright Thomas away, he believed he could break the young lover's bond and protect his family's honour. Unaware of her father's treacherous scheme, Anne ventured into the woods for she had agreed to meet Thomas at his hut. Her heart filled with longing for her beloved. As she continued on her way, the jaws of the man-trap snapped shut with a thunderous clank. In a harrowing twist of fate, Anne fell victim to her father's malevolence. Her life forever changed in this instant. Anne's anguished cries echoed through the darkened forest as she found herself entangled in the cruel jaws of the trap. With trembling hands, she tried desperately to free herself, but the iron grip was merciless. She eventually managed to stumble onwards, bloodied and heartbroken, back to Bosworth Hall. Her cries echoed through the night, piercing the silence of the once serene woods. Whoever was at Bosworth Hall stumbled upon the heart-wrenching scene, witnessing the devastating consequences of Sir Wollstone's actions. Panic washed over them as they frantically tried to help Anne as she made her way back to her bedroom, bleeding profusely. When Anne reached her bedroom, the scene of so many romantic and happy nights in the arms of her beloved Thomas, it was too late. The damage was done and Anne's gleaming spirit slowly ascended out of her heartbroken body. Days turned to nights and the once vibrant halls of Bosworth Hall was swallowed by an eerie silence. Anne's life slowly ebbed away, her spirit slipping into the realm of the unknown. Her heart-rending cries, hauntingly captured in the very walls of the estate, would forever stain the atmosphere with sorrow and grief. As the years passed, the legend of the Grey Lady took root. An ethereal apparition clad in a mournful grey gown, her eyes reflecting the pain of a love tragically lost. 
Visitors and staff alike could speak of fleeting glimpses of her ghostly figure gliding through the gardens or corridors, searching for her long-lost lover, Thomas, whose fate remains shrouded in mystery. To this day, the halls of Bosworth Hall bear the weight of a heartbreaking past and the bloodstains a morbid reminder of Sir Wollstone's dark deed as said to seep through the wooden floor above the fireplace, a constant reminder of the tragedy that unfolded within its walls. The story of Anne Dixie, the late the Grey Lady, serves as a chilling reminder that love and desperation can lead even the most powerful to commit unspeakable acts, forever haunting the hearts of those left behind. As the wind whispers through the ancient trees of Bosworth Hall, the ghostly presence of Anne and her lost love Thomas continues to be a mysterious and intriguing enigma, adding another layer of sorrow to the history of this once glorious estate. As we reach the conclusion of Anne Dixie's haunting tale, we are confronted with the gripping emotions intertwined in her story of forbidden love, murder and heartbreak. Anne's journey unveils the magnetic pull of forbidden love, drawing us into a world where the heart knows no boundaries, yet society's norms stand as formidable barriers. Through her experiences, we understand the tumultuous nature of emotions when faced with such forbidden passions. The profound heartbreak that envelops Anne's life speaks to the fragility of human connections and the scars left behind when love is torn apart. It reminds us that, despite the allure of love, it can also be a source of immense pain and sorrow. As the final chords of my podcast about Anne Dixie's tragic tale fade away, we find solace in the enduring power of love and the valuable lessons her story imparts. Though her life was cut short by a heartbreaking mistake, her spirit lives on through the memories of those who cherished her. In her untimely departure, we learn the importance of embracing love, no matter the obstacles it may face, and the significance of cherishing the time we have with our loved ones. Anne's forbidden love, though fraught with challenges, serves as a reminder that the heart knows no bounds and it is embracing the authenticity of our emotions that we find true happiness. Her horrible father's actions stand as a cautionary tale, 
illustrating the destructive consequences of prejudice and intolerance. In the end, Anne Dixie's legacy is one of resilience, love and the pursuit of happiness against all odds. As we bid farewell to her story, we are reminded to live each day with compassion, empathy and the understanding that life is fragile. Making the time we share with our loved ones all the more precious. May her memory inspire us to create a world where love triumphs over hate and where each person's heart can freely find its home. Thanks so much for listening to me speak all about Anne Dixie's story, her forbidden love for her beloved gardener, her home at Bosworth Hall and the county of Leicestershire where she lived. Before I go, I must pick the next county out of my ghost haunted box. And the county is... Bedfordshire. So join me next week on Friday the 4th of August at 7pm UK time where we travel to the county of Bedfordshire. Until then, take care, have fun and stay ghoulish.